Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm bringing you a solo episode where I share my personal thoughts on what's going on right now during the COVID-19 pandemic. This is being recorded on April 30th, 2020. And just recently, I published a blog post called, Why Am I So Flippin' Tired? You know, I realized quickly after I posted this blog post that I am not the only one who is feeling this complete and total exhaustion that doesn't seem to go away after a good night's sleep. I think back to when this pandemic was first announced in March, and we actually hit a milestone today. It's been 100 days in our province of British Columbia since we've had the restrictions in place. 100 days. No wonder we're all so freaking tired of the whole thing. And when it was first announced, I remember I did a few um, podcasts. My goodness, I look back, I mean... I was sharing a podcast right at the beginning of this and, you know, about how to stay grateful during a pandemic and all of these wonderful lessons. And I have to say that it's definitely one of the things that allows me to get through every day is having that gratitude practice. But my goodness, there are days when it's really, really hard. I thought when this started that it would be fairly easy for us. You know, we already lived a fairly home-based life. So I work from home. I've been doing that for 14 years. And over the past two years, my daughter has also been at home. We've been using an unschooling model, which is a type of homeschooling that really in a nutshell, doesn't follow a specific curriculum. And I let my daughter learn based on her passions and things she really enjoys. And I have some structured things that that she does follow. But if you listened to our podcast that we did together, which was all the way back in episode 34, she shares um, what she does for unschooling and how that works for her. So we were kind of already doing that, you know, we were uh, okay being home a lot. We, most mornings we would not leave the house. I work and then we would probably go to the park or down to the beach in the afternoon. And then my husband comes home from work. You know, usually it was just after 4 PM in the afternoon, had some nice time as a family in the evening and things were pretty good. You know, things were really working well. And those first two weeks were definitely the hardest for me. I don't know about you, but I went into kind of a shock about what was going on. And I was watching the news every day and watching far too much news. I've never really been a big news watcher. And I remember my daughter pointing out to me, you know, why are you watching the news so much? She was actually... She would leave the room because I was putting the news on. That should have been a sign that it was time to turn off the television. 
So once I got through those first two weeks, then I started to get really, really busy. And my husband as well. We actually decided to build him a private den during this time so that he would have an office space so that he could work from home in a more quiet environment. But also he is a video game streamer. So he streams himself playing a game called Borderlands 3 on a a platform called Twitch. And what that means is when he's playing live people get to watch him and they interact through chatting and it's it's a form of entertainment so if you want to hear more about that story he and I went into it uh quite a bit of deal uh detail way back in episode 21 so he's been doing this this is now his third full month so the end of April he's done three full months of this and we knew that he would need a quiet space to do this so that he could have you know just the the space to be to be crazy and to have fun and to be loud. So we went right into building that. So I don't know about you if you've ever been through renovations, but even the smallest of renovations definitely cause a little bit of underlying stress. And thankfully, gratefully, both of us are still working. In fact, my businesses have been growing during this time. My two primary businesses, so Wake Up With Gratitude is more than a podcast. I do sell products. I sell gratitude cards, prints, canvases, um, custom projects for clients, and I've found, of course, that people are wanting to send more gratitude cards during this time and also um, investing in custom projects, which has been really, really fun. And then my other business, which I've spoken about recently on a couple of podcasts, um, I've partnered with USANA Health Sciences, which is a company that manufactures pharmaceutical grade nutritional supplements and other health and wellness products. And I've been doing that for over 14 years So of course, during this time, taking care of our immunity is really top of mind for so many people. And for many people that I work with, it's been a big transition from a more in-person type of business to online. And because I'd been doing an online business before, I'm really helping a lot of people and working with them to transition to building basically, you know, an entire business online. So thankfully, like I said, we are both working and we're both really busy. And then about a week and a half ago, I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was just so, so tired, you know, just so tired of explaining to my daughter that we still have to stay in and practice physical distancing. So tired of waking up in the morning and still feeling tired, feeling all the feelings most of the time. Uh, For those that are an empath like me, that's probably one of the most difficult things is doing the practices that we need to do in order to keep ourselves safe, I guess you want to say, from feeling the emotions and the weight of the world on our shoulders. And that has also been really exhausting. Uh, I've just been exhausted from all the endless Zoom meetings. In one breath, I am incredibly grateful for Zoom meetings. I have actually been using this product since 2013. I remember when I shared it with some of my work friends and they were like, I don't know, I'm, I'm good. I've got Skype and you know, go to webinar and all these things. I said, yeah, but Zoom, it's just so easy to use. 
And now um, their business, I think, has uh, you know grown a hundredfold since the beginning of the pandemic. But I've learned that you know even though I did a lot of my business on Zoom before, pretty much most of my business was already being done on Zoom. This group Zoom meeting and family meeting and chatting with family on video chat is really, really exhausting. And I'm going to share with you a tip that I learned from someone I interviewed recently. Uh, You will hear the interview with Andrew Fraser very shortly. That's going to be the next podcast episode released. But one tip he gave me, which I think will help a lot of people, and I thank him for that, is that when you are in a group Zoom meeting, you feel like you're performing and you also feel like you're looking in a mirror. So what you can do is um, if you look at your own picture, like your own video in the meeting, and maybe you do need to have your video on for the meeting, but you can click on the three little dots in the corner and you can hide self view. I feel like the learning about this little Zoom trick has made a huge difference. I had a call later in the day and it was with about a dozen other people and I just hiding the self view so I wasn't looking at myself all the time made a really big difference. And the other Zoom hack that you can also do is there's a gallery view and a presenter view. So that's usually at the top of your screen on the right hand side. Gallery view is like looking at everybody at the same time. And as Andrew put it, it's like watching 12 different television stations at the same time, which is extremely exhausting and very distracting. If you change it to presenter view, then that only shows you the video of the person who's actually speaking at that time. So using these two little Zoom hacks, I found that, you know, getting through some of my Zoom meetings was a lot less tiring. So thank you, Zoom, for all the hard work you are doing to keep us all connected. And hopefully you guys um, can stop feeling the Zoom fatigue that I've been feeling as well. I'm definitely tired of this feeling of being really depleted. You know, I'm just tired of not being able to fill up my tank the way that I used to. And so what I've been doing to help me get past this feeling of feeling depleted is really leaning back into my gratitude practices. And by being grateful and using that as an anchor to everything that I'm doing, it really does make a tremendous difference. For me, one of the most important gratitude practices that I have is actually going to the beach in the morning and just standing on the beach and repeating my morning mantra. I know I've shared it with you many times, but I'll share it with you again. Thank you for this gift of another day and the opportunity to be of service to others and make a difference in the world. I love saying this when I first wake up in the morning. I love saying this when I'm standing on the beach and listening to the waves. And I love saying it throughout the day as a reminder of what I'm doing and why I'm here. And this feeling of depletion and being exhausted really can temporarily be lifted when we just shift for just a moment on gratitude and being of service to others. One of the reasons that I'm sure I'm really tired and others might be as well is that I've definitely been eating too much sugar. Sugar has been my nemesis for a very, very long time. I'm going to share a story with you guys. 
that I'm not, I'm actually proud of the way the story ended. So I guess we'll put it that way. So I started drinking Diet Coke in high school and I would drink two cans, cans a day. So it had to be out of the can and I'd have one pretty much for breakfast and then one in the early afternoon. I am fairly sensitive to caffeine. I don't drink coffee. So I knew that I couldn't have the Diet Coke in the evening or else I would have trouble sleeping. So for years, and I mean years, I had this really unhealthy addiction to the Diet Coke in a can. Even when I was pregnant with my daughter, I switched to the mini cans of Diet Coke and I would limit myself to one a day, even though I knew how unhealthy it was. But I kept saying, like, this is the only unhealthy habit I had. I mean, I trained, (laughs) I trained for three full Ironman triathlons and still drank Diet Coke. So by the way, if you drink Diet Coke, this is, you know, that's your choice and your decision. This was just something for me that I knew it wasn't serving me to drink Diet Coke. When the few times that I was able to stop, I had to quit cold turkey. So just decide to stop, not buy it anymore. And if I, what would happen is I would go months without having one and then I'd have one glass, one sip, and the cycle would start over again. The trick with me was that the Diet Coke addiction also was really connected to my sugar addiction. There definitely is research that shows that when you drink an artificially sweetened product, you crave more sugar. So I would have a Diet Coke and a chocolate bar as a snack in the afternoon. I have so many memories of driving to a convenience store or a gas station to get a cold can of Diet Coke and some kind of chocolate bar to meet that craving. So I struggled with this for a really, really long time. And finally, when my daughter was um, about one years old, I just, she picked up one of my Diet Coke cans that was closed and she tried to drink it. And I was just totally like just grossed out with myself. I'm like this, I cannot believe this is the example I'm setting for my child. And that was it. I haven't had a single Diet Coke since then. So it's been, well, it's been close to a decade now that I haven't had, I haven't had a single sip of Diet Coke, but that, that leftover feeling of sugar being like a bit of a comfort food for me is, it's still there. And it's something that I continue to struggle with. And I know that you know, eating too much sugar definitely leads to me feeling more tired. So if you're like me, you've been feeling really tired, just check in on how you're fueling your body. Are you eating a lot of sugar that you might not have eaten before? You know, Easter holiday wasn't that long ago. And when we feel like we lack control, when we feel like we can't do the things we want to do, we're going to look for ways to comfort ourselves. And for many of us, we're going to look for that in food. And if that is your choice, there is no judgment, just love. If you're asking yourself the question though, why am I so tired? I'm inviting you to look at the fact that you might be tired because of the amount of sugar that you're consuming. So as I record this tomorrow is May 1st, I am going to be making a much much more concerted effort to really pay attention to my sugar and chocolate intake in order to get better rest and to feel a lot less depleted. So why else are we tired? Well, we're tired because we just 
we just don't know when this is going to end. I said at the beginning of this podcast that we're a hundred days in. It's a long time. I mean, in this whole entire lifespan, a hundred days isn't a long time. Sure. But in this context, in this time, a hundred days is a long time. And I think we're in a very interesting place right now. I read a really great uh, blog post shared by the mayor of one of the cities in the lower mainland um, near Vancouver. And he shared that, you know, the real challenge of being an epidemiologist is that when everybody follows your directions and does what you've recommended, then the irony is, is everyone asks themselves, well, did I really need to follow your instructions and your directions because nothing actually happened, right? So it's this really strange place of being like, we didn't do anything. We followed the instructions and the pandemic in certain places didn't turn out to be what we expected it to be. And so it's this crazy place where our mind is playing tricks with us that, you know, because we did what we were supposed to do because we stayed home and washed our hands and limited our contact with other people, the effect, and I I realize that the, there's still some science and studies that are coming out, you know, to, to follow up with the effects of these, but the, the long and the short of it is it's tiring to act in such a way and be in such a way of, you know, not having contact with others and not connecting with people that the way that we're used to without really seeing anything positive happening, right? The effect of all this hard work that we're doing by staying home is that less is happening. So our mind doesn't quite understand that. So a great way to think about it is just to remember that it is, in the grand scheme of our entire lives, this is a short moment. And yeah, it's a transformative moment and it's going to be, We're never going to be the same. Our society is never going to run in the same way that it did before. But there are many ways that I have so much gratitude for the way that things have changed. I am grateful that we are taking better care of our essential workers. Uh, I am grateful that we are understanding now that we had so many vulnerable populations here in Canada that were just not being taken care of and we were not paying attention to them. And now that problem has come to the forefront and hopefully, and I've, you know, I really do pray that these, this will change for the better and people will be cared and respected in ways that they weren't before. So yeah, it's tough. I think one of the things that is the most tiring right now is just not knowing when it will end and not really just being able to let go of the normal that we had. So as I wrap this up, I want us to just think about, you know, we let go of the normal life we had. I mean, 100 days, they say it takes 90 days to create a new habit, so we're at day 100. So We've all changed. We've all been forced to change right now. And we do have control in terms of how we choose to act and how many changes we choose to make that will be permanent. 
I will definitely return to hugging people as soon as that is safe to do. That is something that will not change permanently. Will I shake hands with people? I don't know. I don't know. Kind of feel like hugging might be a little bit safer with the mask on. That's something to, I'm definitely curious about that. So, you know, share me your information on that. Is it safe to hug with a mask on? Is that safer than shaking hands? Quite possibly. I know that, I know that our lives will not go back to being the same for sure. We now have a place for my husband to work from home and I'm really hoping that he can permanently work from home with his job because he doesn't need to go into a physical office. There's no need for him to go into the the branch here on the island. And I do really hope that he can continue to work from home. It just makes all of our lives just a little bit easier. I know this sounds a little bit selfish, but I, you guys know I like to get up and take photos of the sunrise. And when my husband has to be at work for a certain time, there's about a month of the year where I have to do some like fancy maneuvering in order to make sure my husband can get to work on time and I can still see the sunrise at the beach. So I know that that is not something that maybe everyone's thinking about, but for us, that would be a really great change for him not to have to commute. I mean, it's a 10 minute commute. It's not a big deal, but it really would make a difference in the quality of life, at least for me, because it gives me that opportunity to go to the beach every day if I choose to. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, what's keeping me grounded these days is really doing my gratitude practices. And one of those gratitude practices involves going to the beach. So what else in your life has changed that you would like to keep, right? I know that so many are really excited for the kids to go back to school. And that for some is exactly the right decision. And when the time is right, I support that 100%. Others might find that it is not the right decision and they may decide to adopt an unschooling or homeschooling model that they've been doing for the past little while. They may have discovered something accidentally that is in the best interest of their children. So that could be a way of creating a vision for a life post-pandemic. So as we move into May, as we move into the next month, I do encourage you to think about maybe even just the next 100 days and what does your life look like? Maybe you'll be going back to work. Uh, maybe your kids will be going back to school depending on where you live. Maybe um, you know, you'll know you be able to get outside more. Perhaps some of the parks will be reopened. And I just invite you to think about that. You know, When you uh, finish this podcast, if you can take a moment and you know, close your eyes and just sit with that for a minute. Of course, if you're driving, that's not going to be possible. But I invite you to sit with that for just a little minute and think about all of the ways that your life has changed that are positive and then what changes would you like to continue to see happening over the next, next 100 days. There is goodness that will come from this. It is not easy to change. We have all been forced to change our lifestyles drastically in a very short period of time. But once we can get past the trauma and the grief and the feeling so freaking tired, we can see on the other side that some of the things that are happening, some of the ways that we change the way that we live 
might have actually been for the better. As always, I love it when you reach out through social media and connect. Thank you to all that have done so. It means the world to me. And I'm here for you guys. You know, I this podcast started back in December of 2019. We're here in April 2020. And I have no, um, no desire to stop doing it. I will continue showing up for you guys and sharing my authentic thoughts and feelings and then sharing what I'm doing to get through things and how I'm making changes. And of course, how gratitude is just one of those things that can help us all no matter the situation. Thank you so much for uh, connecting and tuning in today. It means the world to me and I will see you on the next episode. You did it. You listened to the end of the podcast. Yay. Thanks so much for sticking around. It would mean the world to me if you decided to follow this podcast and download new episodes. Who doesn't want more gratitude when they're listening to their podcast? Has this podcast made a difference for you in your life? Could you do me a little favor? I would love it if you would stop by on your favorite app and just leave me a review. It would mean so much if you would take those 30 to 90 seconds and share with us why this podcast made a difference for you. Don't forget, you can always reach out to me on social media. I can be found through Wake Up With Gratitude, through my website. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I've even got an account on TikTok when I like to be silly. I love getting your messages through private message. It means so much to me that this podcast has made a difference in your life. Thanks again for listening today.